when people are like, I can't get my staff to do this. And I can't get my staff to do that. And I can't get my staff to do this. And I can't get my staff to do that. And I can't get my staff to do this. Okay, that's a song that... <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Where we teach you to salon differently. Are you still having constant conversations around color waste with your team? Have more proactive conversation with real numbers that can help you create less waste. SalonScale software is a pro stylist app that gets your team educated on the real costs of doing business. SalonScale is a great solution for wasting less color and making more profit. Tap the link in the episode description to see why thousands have joined the SalonScale movement. Use code DTH10 at checkout for 10% off. Many of our listeners have no idea that Destroy the Hairdresser is more than a podcast. That's right. If you are looking for more education to elevate your salon business and make more money, then our community is the perfect place for you and your team. Unlock live weekly webinars with our entire roster of trained coaches, tap into new networking opportunities, and gain access to our educational dashboard that houses over 100 hours of on-demand business education. Finally, support for hairdressers that want to change the industry. Tap the community link in this episode description and get seven days of free business education today. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Mom. Let me slurp my coffee in my mic because people love to hear that. Oh, I think today's topic is a... It's a hefty one. It's a hefty one. It's a good one. I think it's one that we've always talked about, but we've never, like... I don't think we've ever, like, named it. We just... Mm -hmm. I think we were hoping our company would automatically change it, but I guess we have to, like, talk about it. (laughs) directly well we talk about this on instagram a lot but obviously the algorithm everybody misses things but we talk about how being a service provider and i'm doing air quotes is a consciousness it is a Mm -hmm. choice it was also created and we'll get to that in this episode by big corporations that wanted to put more weight on the products we were selling and the clients versus the artists. And I think that's where our industry kind of lost its way. And now we're coming back into the whole craft hairdresser movement. We're bringing power back to the artists. We're setting boundaries. We're becoming more conscious individuals. Like everything is starting to shift. But so many people out there are still living in the service provider mindset. Let's discuss. I grew up in a company and in an industry like you did, said where like we were taught like the client's always right, mm-hmm. and you want to build your books and you want to pre-book and you want to double book and you want to get everybody in and take care of everybody and like it's so funny because the world we live in now is so focused on self care, which is the reaction to not taking care of ourselves for so long, right? So it's like self care is not a new idea. It's just it's just a, like it's the only cure left. Mm-hmm from living like that. And I don't think we're the only industry that lives like this, but we're definitely an industry that kind of gaslights itself by saying yeah. you're an artist, you're creative. That's why you came to Harris School. You wanted to get creative. You didn't want to do a nine to five. You didn't want to sit behind a desk all day. Like they, the marketing oh, behind yeah. our it industry was, is like. It was marketed as this like 
incredible opportunity. Yeah. And then you go into a commission salons with anybody that listens to us. We are very pro commission salon, the pay structure, and we've created methods to create a better non-toxic commission salon. But we fell into the trap of we can have all this freedom. We paid all this money to go to hair school. We go and work. And all of a sudden it's like we have no freedoms. We there's abuse happening in these these buildings. There's all these things happening and everything is about the client is right. You have to do it. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm not saying that we don't want to take care of our clients, but there's also a level of <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? There's, there's also a level of like humanity, right? And respect. And at some point we've let that go or dealt with lack of respect because we have been termed as service providers. And to me, that's just bullshit. When people are like, I can't get my staff to do this and I can't get my staff to do that. And I can't get my staff to do this. And I can't get my staff to do that. And I can't get my staff to do that. Okay. That's a song. Okay. That. <laughs> that's a great song. It was so good. <laughs> the beat and rhythm to that. It's so good. It's song worthy. <laughs> but when we have salon owners that say that about their staff, the reason you can't get your staff to do anything is because have you ever tried to get an artist to do anything? <laughs> they don't want to do anything that they don't want to do. So when you can't get them to sweep up or clean up or, and I, I hear this all the time from mm-hmm. salon owners. It's like, they won't y- fold it, the towels. <laughs> yeah. It's like, because they're artists and artists don't want to do that shit. Mm-hmm. So when you change your consciousness and we start treating each other like artists, then we start hiring a cleaning company. It's so funny. I was talking to one of my students a while ago and she's like, I'm not asking them to clean up, but like, it's getting really messy. And like, I have to go clean. And I was like, why don't you just hire a cleaning crew? Mm-hmm. She's like, well, they come once a week on the last day of the week. I go, so you pay them all this money and then they clean up. And then in 30 minutes of working the next week, it's all done. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not even worth the money. Mm-mm. I said, so why don't you start paying the cleaning person to come in three times a week mm-hmm. for a shorter period of time, maybe during the day? Yeah. And we're not, I want to clarify, because I can hear some salon owners being like, Wah! it's like, okay, obviously we all clean up our bowls and we do, but we're talking about like the like splatter that might've gone on the wall or. I'm talking about the- all of it. Why can't we, you know. Like, <laughs> That's true why- too. Come clean up the bowls. <laughs> yeah. Like I, we limit ourselves. Like, why can't we do that? Yeah. You know? And I know that it's a cost, but it's a cost of doing business now. It's not a luxury. And the future is not ever going to be hairdressers cleaning up after themselves. Mm-mm. It's not going to be like I, one this day. This is an age old fight <laughs> in salons. No one's going to wake up one day and go, you know what? I'm going to start cleaning up. Yeah. They're not going to do it. It doesn't matter how much you incentivize them. It doesn't matter. And by the way, hairdressers don't think that they're not. They think they are cleaning up. Yeah. So when you tell them they're not. I have cleaned up and someone's like, what is this tornado you did? And I'm like, I just cleaned. What are you talking <laughs> just about? Organize all my stuff. Yeah. Everything's clean. But again, we are literally, I don't see a difference between someone creating art with paint in a messy studio and in we're a painting. salon. Yeah, like we're painting, we're creating, we're, you know, I, I think I think that's what you said in the beginning, it's a consciousness shift. Being a salon, and I, I think this has to do with money too. When you have termed yourself as I am just a service provider, that's all I am. I just or maybe provide you haven't services. termed it, but it's the consciousness mm-hmm. you have. You tend to charge less because you don't feel like the service you're providing is valuable. 
But when people identify themselves as being in love with their craft, their artists, they're investing money into whether it's coaching or taking more education or upping their resume, they have this higher level of consciousness of like, I am valuable. I am worthy of this price point. It's not this like ramp up, like hype up. I got to mm-hmm. send out that email. It's like yeah, they yeah. people that invest themselves like that. You know, listen, taking 18 balayage classes, not worth it. Mm-mm. I couldn't tell you how many times I've talked to someone and they're like, I take one every year. And I'm like, are you learning anything new? And they're like, no, but it reaffirms that I'm doing everything right. And I'm like, that's not worth my money. I want to be uncomfortable in class. I want to learn something different. By the way, go take a class that's not hair related. Mm -hmm. It still adds to you as an artist. This is going back to the artist mentality. A service provider learns how to do services and they teach classes on how to do services. Extension people. Oh my God. Every extension. I want to learn extension. I want to learn extension. I'm going to take this method. I'm going to do that. And then colorist. I'm going to go to this class and this. I'm going to go to London. Okay. London doesn't make it any better. Mm-mm. I'm going to go somewhere else. New York doesn't make it any better. You have to understand that going and learning and expanding in different areas of life, learning a new language, taking a new course, maybe a college course, or maybe taking a painting course because you're a colorist, right? Like those are all things that are going to add to your artist mentality, your artist consciousness. And that's going to build your vessel up to be like, I am not just a service provider. So it's one thing to be like, okay, I'm going to change my consciousness and I'm an artist now. Well, you don't believe it. It's another to actually go and be an artist. There are so many booking software systems out there, and we're on a mission to find the best one for our listeners. We are excited to introduce you to Aura, our new favorite online booking system for salons. With Aura, you can finally remove your front desk. Aura is accessible from any device, and as a result, salons and clients can book from anywhere. With Aura, you can go cashless. Aura gives you control over what types of payment you accept and offers the ability to remove the payment types that you do not, such as cash and checks. If you are considering switching booking systems, switch to Aura. Tap the link in the episode description to unlock instant savings. So I actually looked up the definition of a service provider. And what's funny is that it wasn't clear. It's AT&T. Like the little (laughs) (laughs) Oxford Dictionary says a company that provides its subscribers access to the Internet. That's it. Okay. That's one. Verizon. As I dug, (laughs) as I dug deeper... And it wasn't even a a description. It was like from a forum where someone else commented. So it was like an opinion because everyone kept asking, what does it mean to be a service provider? What do you mean by service provider? And finally, someone said a service provider is an individual or entity that provides services to another party. And the provision of services between a service provider and a company is typically governed by a service agreement, which one, we're not (laughs) doing that in our industry. I mean, we should be. That's AKA cancellation policy. But my favorite was, and the most clear definition I got, was a service provider is an organization that provides services such as consulting, legal, real estate communications, storage, and processing services to other organizations. All those service providers can be a subunit of the organization that it serves. It is usually a third party or outsourced supplier. And that's what it is. It's like thinking about like a virtual assistant or someone that takes an influx of calls or communication. Yet in our industry, we have termed it service provider and recreated this mindset around the client is always right. And it was created by product brands. 
It was created by product companies, big product companies, which secret, half of them weren't even hairdressers. Now they are. Now you see all these, <laughs> now you see all these smaller brands coming up that were the solution to all these awful big brands, but half of them weren't created by hairdressers and that it was just a business opportunity because we, the hairstylists, are providing services to a client constantly to make money. We have become the client to the product company. We are their client. Yep. What happens after we buy those products? They don't care. Their service provide. They're providing the service. They're providing a service too. Yeah. And so we're not the same. And we have so to So what you're saying is nowhere this. nowhere in any definition did it say service provider, hairdresser. No. I couldn't find it. <laughs> I couldn't find and it wasn't even clear. The one thing was like providing a service with an exchange for another service and or communication or, you know, like something to enhance your career. And that's what cracks me up. It's like We've put this consciousness of we're service providers. We, we like, I want to take care. I cannot stand when a hairdresser, and I, this is going to be half the people or more that listen to us. I cannot stand when a hairdresser is like, I love making my clients feel so good. I hate that. That's hate not a that. service provider. No. There's no that, emotion in service providing. There is it's not. Also, it's also not an artist. No. An artist isn't trying to make someone feel something. Well, they are trying to make someone feel something, but first it's an expression of themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think we have to go back to as hairdressers is like, you know what? I'm not going to sit and do buzz cuts all day. That is not an expression of myself, mm -hmm. right? I'm not going to sit and do color all day. That's not an expression of who I am. And so when we say don't do all the services, like don't do services you don't want to do, we're saying be an artist. Mm -hmm. A sculptor doesn't paint. A painter doesn't sculpt. Like the goal is to understand that like artists specialize, yeah. they choose and they may change it. And then the result is their clients feel good. Why? Because the artist feels good and yeah, the artist is it, inspired. And the artist isn't busy with like, are you happy with it? Like mm -hmm. it's not busy with that. Now I get that in our lives as humans, we want people to like us. We want validation. Artists want that too. That's like a human that's human. Mm -hmm. But it's about this consciousness. When someone pays you to do their hair, it is the same as paying an artist to commission a painting of you. It's the same. I am commissioning this person to, to do something. To create art on my to head. To create art for me. Yeah. So that's how you got to think of it. Is like, why do you charge so much? Because you're commissioning my time. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many reels out there nowadays talking about how time-based pricing doesn't take product into consideration, which is so funny because it does, but it's time-based pricing is so advanced that you don't even have to consider. Yeah. Because when I ask people, you know, well, what did you consider? What, what did you consider as your expenses when you did a la carte? And they're like, I didn't. Yeah. So what you're saying is you already didn't consider it. Now you're doing hourly and all of a sudden it's supposed to be considered even though your hourly is so much more. It's just funny to me. It's justification. It's justification, but we're not in the business of justification. Mm -hmm. We're in the business of an artist getting paid for their time and their work and doing the work that they want to do. And that's why we coach so many salons on this consciousness that hairdressers can come in and do this. Mm -hmm. We want the salon owner to already understand this. And most of our salons that we coach, they do understand this. And now the hairdresser is having a problem like, I can do whatever I want. I can charge whatever I want. I can reach for the stars here, you know, like. 
I can have the career of my dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't, I can work in multiple locations. I could, you are an artist. You can do whatever you want. You can be commissioned by whoever you want. You can work with whoever you want. You can say no if you need to. You can say, I don't do this. You know, even though I tried, it's not my thing. I'm really great at this. Artists take control of their career in a really fascinating way. And it's so funny because we don't have an artist mentality in our industry yet, but we act like starving artists. <laughs> I don't get paid, but I don't want to charge you more. And I love my clients. I don't want to lose my clients. But then we're not willing to make any changes. To There is a solution to that problem and no one's willing to do anything to get out of it. Nope. And it starts with consciousness. It doesn't, it's not, Listen, I could tell I can tell everyone who's listening to raise your prices by $50 an hour right now. You could do it right now. You won't do it because your consciousness isn't there. Mm-hmm. And you call your consciousness things like I'm afraid and fear and what if and my, what if they don't like me and what if they don't want to come back to me? What if I lose all my clients and what if like consciousness means I, I have to make a change. I have to make a shift that will disrupt not only my life, but really everyone's life around me. Mm-hmm. That's Consciousness has that ability. And that's why we work one-on-one in our coaching program. It's a one-on-one program because working on someone's consciousness is not a group effort. It's a private one-on-one experience. So it's not just raise your prices. I mean, that's the solution. But you won't be able to handle it because the consciousness, you're not ready for it. The consciousness isn't there. You know someone doesn't have consciousness when they change their pricing. And then as soon as something scary happens, they go back. Yeah. Like they just collapse under the fear. That means the vessel isn't there. The consciousness isn't there. And that's what we have to work on. They should have never done it to begin with. They should have never done it. So, yes, we are on this mission to, I would say, disrupt the whole industry. But... If disruption is wrong, I don't want to be right. (laughs) Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. I think we get into this toxic state of like, I have to be creating all the time. Mm -hmm. I have to be proactive all the time. No, like this is also a version of charging and recharging. Mm -hmm. Yes, you want to be a creator, but you have to consume to create because nothing you create is new anyway. Absolutely. You have to be a creator everywhere in your life. I think the result of being a creator is receiving.